recorded live. Saints, are you prepared? Today, we're going to look at the Herodians. What is in a Herodian, first of all, before we start? A Herodian is those connected to the political party, or at the time, it was King Herod. So they're connected to Herod, Herodians. So it's the political party connected people, though, those that work for the king. Interesting. We use a King James Version Bible. Remember that. And we ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. As we go through this study of the Herodians, and we're going to learn, saints, and there's going to be many of you that listen that don't like what you hear, but we're going to learn about getting involved in politics as a believer. Now, you're going to have people that are going to tell you that, oh, yes, Christians are supposed to get involved in politics. Let's take a look at how Jesus dealt with the politicians of his day. We're going to start in Matthew 22, and we're going to... First of all, take a start at verse 13 so you can understand why the Pharisees did what they did. This is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees. Verse 13, then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Pharisees, elders, Jesus is saying, God's going to kick you out of the kingdom. You were supposed to be working for God, but you didn't. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now we're going to pick it up in verse 15. So, This is what Jesus was saying to them, the Pharisees. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. Well, of course, they took counsel with who? The Herodians. Okay? So, when you are talking to leaders and they don't like what you're saying and they can't, um, you know find a find their truth in your words <laughs> and they can't beat you because the Holy Spirit is leading you and they are being led by the devil. That's right. If you follow a false doctrine, you're being led by the devil. Does that mean you're not a Christian? No, but it does mean that you're at the point that you're believing a false doctrine that you are being led by the devil and not by the Holy Spirit. And so what happens is that if they can't beat you and and, uh, find what they need, then they're going to 
get together and try to find someone who can beat you, who can uh, tell you truth, quote, truth. I had this experience myself in Utah. It was an interesting experience. Uh, I went to talk to the, um, the Mormons. I invited them to come and talk to me. And uh, two Mormon uh, missionary young boys, uh, 18, 20, something like that, came to the house and they were telling me about, you know, the Book of Mormon and the basics and Joseph Smith. And, and I was telling them about the Bible. And I was asking them questions about the Bible. And the next time they came the next week, we set up an appointment for them to come back again the next week so they can talk some more to me. And the next time they came, they came with many elders who knew the Bible since they told me they didn't know the Bible and I knew the Bible uh, a lot. So it's the same thing. They were trying to... um, get me to see truth by those who knew the Bible, who could uh, come up with Bible verses that would defend their, quote, truth. But again, it didn't work. And so the next time that there was only a couple, two or three, and one elder that came. Uh, But the point is that they sent others to try to get me to understand the truth. Let's... Take a look here. 16. And they sent out unto him their disciples, so it's the Pharisees' disciples, with the Herodians. So so it's their disciples and the political allies that they had. Saying, Master, we know that thou art true. (laughs) They don't know any such things, and what did they do? They lied right off the bat. And teach us the way of God and truth. They didn't believe that. No way. They just said it. See? Say to you, prepared people will try to um, make you feel good about yourself. That's how a lot of pastors fall, is because the, they do a, you know, at the beginning of their ministry, they have a group now of people that they're pastoring and the Holy Spirit shows them, you know, lessons to teach and things to teach and they're they're talking in the Spirit and teaching in the Spirit as they should be and being led by the Spirit to do the teachings and the people come to them after the service and they tell them, oh, you did a great job, that was a good message good stuff. And so what happens? They keep hearing that. They keep hearing that. And then they, and then the people will, uh, you know, will tell them that they're infallible, that, you know, they don't question them and nothing they say is wrong. And guess what? Ta-da! You have arrogance and pride because you accepted the compliments. And instead of saying, oh, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I'm just a human. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God that did it. You see, 
if they did that, then pride wouldn't get to them. And guess what? They wouldn't fall and become arrogant and all this stuff. So that's the way that things happen. So Satan sends people to pastors to puff them up, to make them become prideful and arrogant. It takes some time to do that sometimes, depending on how strong the person is connected to God, but it can happen if you accept it. Jesus wasn't accepting this, but let's continue. Neither, and now here's the trick, (laughs) neither carest thou for any man. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus doesn't care about anybody. See? See how they talk? Are you prepared, saints? For thou regardest not the person of man. (laughs) So, so God sent you here, and you don't care what people say or anything about people, and so we know you don't care about people and what they say or nothing to do with that because you're here on a mission from God. You understand? Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? So these are Herodians now. This is the political party now. And guess what? They're trying to trap him so that Herod will send out his guard and say, hey, you're talking against the Roman Empire, you see, because Herod was working for the Roman Empire. He was the ruler of the area. And so they were trying to trap him with the law, with politics, and Jesus didn't fall for the trap, and neither should you. Don't get involved in debates about the law or politics of the world. So, is it lawful, continuing in 17, to pay taxes or give tribute unto Caesar or not? There's the question. And if Jesus had answered the question, yay or nay, then guess what? It was a trap. Because if he said uh, yes, then the people would be angry at Jesus because they don't want to pay Caesar. And if he had said nay, then they would have called the uh, Herod's guards and would have had him arrested. You understand? So that's what happens, saints. Don't get involved in politics. Do what Jesus did. It's very simple. But Jesus perceived their wickedness. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit tells us when people are trying to trick you and trap you with deception and their wickedness. And said, why test ye me, ye hypocrites? (laughs) That's what he called them, hypocrites. You play actors, what are you, pretending that you like me? Pretending that I'm sent from God, but you don't really believe that. You're a hypocrite, you see. That's what he's saying to them. Show me the tribute money. So Jesus brings out a worldly thing. He's, okay, we're going to talk about worldly things. Show me the worldly thing. And they brought unto him a penny, or a denarius is what they were called. And he saith unto them, he looks at the worldly thing, who is this image and 
superscription or inscription. And so they, the denarius on it, he looked at it, and this is a worldly thing. This belonged to Herod and his kingdom and Rome and his king and their kingdom. And and so he's saying, who does this belong to? What does it say? And they say unto him, Caesar's. So you see, it's a worldly thing. So do you listen, Christian? Saying to you, prepared. Listen to Jesus' answer to them and for us concerning worldly stuff. Somebody comes up and asks you about worldly stuff. Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. So he's saying, listen, if it belongs to Caesar, give it to him. Meaning people who don't want to pay taxes, blah, 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 here on this earth at this time, you've got all these crazy Christians, I'm not going to pay taxes. They pay for abortions and all this nonsense that they talk about. Jesus is saying pay your taxes. It belongs to the world. Money, whose picture's on it? Whose picture's on your money? Is it God's picture on your money? No. It has nothing to do with God. It's the worldly. Just because it has in God we trust, that's nice. It's good. We do trust in God. But the money is the picture, and it belongs to the, in our case, the United States. So pay your taxes, give what you're supposed to give to the government. And then he continues, and unto God the things that are God. So Jesus is separating here. So you understand, saints, are you prepared? Jesus is separating the things that have to do with this world, their laws, their political parties, their political nonsense, and God have nothing to do with each other. They're completely separate. As a saint, have nothing to do with the political process, the political stuff. Let the world do that stuff. Okay? Don't get involved. And if you do, then you're going against God. Because God's stuff is what? Reading the Bible, learning the Bible, following Jesus, knowing what he did, do what he did, Help the brethren, you know. Those are things that has to do with God. When they had heard these words, they marveled while they couldn't they couldn't trap a man. That's right. You see, you can't be trapped if you're talking with the Holy Spirit's leading. If you're trying to come up with this stuff on your own in your own human effort, it is not gonna work. And left them and went their way. So if it does work, then people, you know, they will they know they can't beat you. They know that what you're saying is truth. And so don't fight with them. Don't 
force them to believe your way. So, okay, so let's make an example here. The example is, say a Christian brethren comes up to you and starts talking about politics. You use this verse. Give that unto Caesar, which is Caesar's, and God unto God, and politics has nothing to do with God, so I'm not going to have anything to do with politics. And they, you know, say, oh, well, they got nothing to say. They got nothing to say. And then you say, see what I mean? So don't get involved in politics. So guess what? No. That isn't your business. You just leave it at that, let them go their way, do their own thing, and leave them in God's hands. Don't try to get them to admit or try to say you're, you're correct or try to go on your side. Or No, none of that. You're there to just tell them the facts. That's it. That's what Jesus did. Tell them the facts, leave them in God's hands. And saints, that completes this 